What makes someone an entrepreneur? Am I an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur? Do I know any entrepreneurs? Is it genetic? Can I catch it? Is it fatal? Wait, what? The word entrepreneur seems to be thrown around everywhere for everyone doing anything. It's used to describe celebrities and business tycoons like Beyonce, Elon Musk, Marie Kondo, and Jessica Alba. But your brother who keeps bringing up his idea for coffee-flavored toothpaste might make the list too. Mm. Entrepreneurs pop up in all types of industries and can have widely different backgrounds. Some build personal brands, while others work tirelessly on a physical product that they believe in. Really, anyone can be an entrepreneur, given an idea and the right tools to develop it into a functional business. Together, we'll develop our business acumen and learn the importance of grit, determination, and a fair bit of luck. I'm Anna Akana, and this is Crash Course Business Entrepreneurship. Some people define an entrepreneur with buzzwords like trailblazing, innovative, problem-solving, passionate, and on and on. These might all be traits that entrepreneurs can strive for. But at its core, an entrepreneur is someone who sees a need and takes on the financial risk to start a business to fill that need. That may sound kind of vague, but that's kind of the point. There is no cookie cutter entrepreneur. Unless you like start a business to sell cookie cutters, in which case, yes, there is a cookie cutter entrepreneur. Your idea might take the form of a physical product in a physical store called a brick and mortar business. In Montana, Charlie and Barbie Beaton of Big Dipper Ice Cream took their passion for locally made ice cream from one shop in downtown Missoula to appearing on Good Morning America. Damn. Or instead of a tangible product, your venture might be a national empowerment network. Girl Boss New Zealand was founded by 20-year-old Alexia Hilbertidou after she was the only woman in her upper-level physics class. Her goal is encouraging high school-age women to pursue STEM and leadership careers. Or you might set your sights on an international online media empire, like Ariana Huffington, the founder and namesake of HuffPost. She founded her site with partners as a friendly alternative to news aggregators, and she eventually sold it to AOL in 2015 for three. 315 million US dollars. Get it, Ari? It's clear that entrepreneurs come in all flavors. I mean, according to the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, over 100 million businesses are launched each year. That is 11,000 per hour or three new businesses per second. There they go. So instead of just defining who is an entrepreneur, since it is such a wide scope, we can instead narrow down our definition by understanding who is not one. Let's go to the thought bubble. Say Congress works for me, wow, a feline health and fitness company. He notices a need, a shocking lack of cat transportation, and comes up with the idea for the cat cycle, which he pitches to his boss. Meow immediately sends the cat cycle into production because it's a genius idea, Obvi, and it flies off the shelves. Even though Congress is using an entrepreneurial mindset, by our definition, he isn't an entrepreneur yet. The company Meow actually took the financial risk to develop, produce, and sell the cat cycle. Meanwhile, 
Beetle sees the same need for cat transportation and sketches out the cat board in his personal idea notebook after work. He's gained valuable experience working for MeWow and develops the cat board in the evenings and on weekends before striking out on his own. Using his personal savings, Beetle commissions a prototype that he shops around to local stores. A few are interested and he sets up contracts with them. As his sales begin to grow, Beetle creates new designs, but he doesn't pay attention to what his customers like or dislike about the catboard. Because he failed to make valuable improvements to the catboard for his customers, sales plummet. It's a tough decision, but Beetle cuts his losses and sells his catboard designs to MeWow, which revamps his idea as the dog board. Beetle is an entrepreneur because he saw a need and took the financial risk to fill it. It didn't go so well because he didn't incorporate customer feedback, but now he knows where he went wrong and won't make the same mistake in his next entrepreneurial endeavor. Thanks, Thought Bubble. For a while, the classic story of an entrepreneur was someone who created one business that became a long-term project, like opening a new restaurant or founding a tech startup to make flashy phone games. But that is not the whole picture anymore. There has been a shift in the global job market that has opened the door for entrepreneurship to become more mainstream. Stream. Specifically, I'm talking about the rise of the gig economy. Contract work, called gigging, is becoming more popular and taking up more of the labor market. And I don't just mean gigs like musicians and comedians hopping between open mic nights. Instead of a long-term relationship, where employees are paid salaries by the hour or year, businesses are temporarily hiring people for specific projects. This shift has made it financially easier for entrepreneurs to find people to get their businesses going without committing long-term to paying employees. And it's allowed early stage entrepreneurs to find flexible work to support themselves as they develop their product or service. This doesn't mean everyone in the gig economy is an entrepreneur. It's just given more people the opportunity. So a more traditional path might be joining an accounting firm right after college and working nine to five, Monday to Friday until you retire, or die of boredom. Spreadsheets for life? No thank you. Some people might feel fulfilled with that kind of steady employment. And the stability that comes from being a salaried employee with health insurance can be incredibly valuable. Others, like us entrepreneurs, might itch for more independence. In the gig economy, you could have a couple of ways to make money, in addition to or instead of that nine to five job. And you can go online to look for gigs from anywhere, not just your real life community. So you might consult for a network of women small business owners on their day-to-day -day accounting, create vlogs with tax software tips, or sell unicorn hats on Etsy that are knit out of the softest fabric there is. On the plus side, this allows workers to build robust portfolios of work and find fulfilling gigs. Having separate jobs can also provide a stronger sense of income security than one full-time job. Even if you lose one, you're still making money. All hail the side hustle. Today's entrepreneurs are well-suited for the gig economy because we know how to hustle. We're independent thinkers who are comfortable with developing our own diverse income streams, marketing ourselves, and connecting with others. I mean, who has not had a lift driver who moonlights as a cinnamon roll artisan, right? But there are still problems with the gig lifestyle. Sure, someone might become a Lyft driver to help fund their sugary dream, but they're almost certainly not doing it because driving strangers around is their passion. For some people, participating in the gig economy is a necessity 
not a choice. Scrambling to pay rent and afford food is another reason to have a bunch of gigs. And depending on the country and government, gig workers can have fewer legal protections, like mandatory breaks and standardized pay, or they might have a harder time maintaining insurance and retirement accounts. This makes some countries more attractive to entrepreneurs, such as New Zealand, Singapore, and Denmark, based on the World Bank's annual analysis of the ease of doing business. But even in those countries, there's a difference between legally being able to take a break and actually taking a break. It can be a struggle to turn off the hustle, especially for those of us trying to create a personal brand with our art or online presence. But taking time for fun hobbies and spending time with your friends and family are very important parts of being successful and so necessary to staying mentally healthy. Trust me. So it's not all blue skies and rainbows, but if you ever wanted to be an entrepreneur, the gig economy has made it more possible now than ever. Even still, entrepreneurship is not easy. Taking a financial gamble is stressful, and so is working long hours to try and get a project off the ground. I know for me, the lack of structured work time often means that my business has no off time at all. And if I'm not careful, I can just work myself around the clock and get very exhausted. But Tons of us take the leap to start a new business and stick with it through the ups and the downs. So what exactly keeps us motivated through those downs? At the top of the list is freedom. Entrepreneurs get to be their own bosses. This can mean setting your own hours, deciding on your dress code, or the lack of. I mean, sweatpants all day, every day, am I right? I mean, maybe you wanna work from bed or while you travel, writing emails by the pool. And for traditionally underrepresented groups in business, like women, people of color, or the LGBTQ community, ding, 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 I'm all those things, it can mean defining your own destiny. You can create an inclusive company culture and work environment rather than feeling stuck in an uncomfortable or even possibly illegal situation with a boss or coworker. If someone keeps talking over you and dismissively says women can't be funny, you don't need to hire them for your writer's room or film set. Or if a coworker from a previous job got fired for having a natural hairstyle, you can create a business where that would never happen. You wield the power. A study in the Social Science Research Network Journal found that entrepreneurs start companies because they mostly believe that, one, they are inherently more valuable than how they appear on paper. Two, they are wasted working for someone else. Three, their resumes don't show the real them. Four, large companies can't appreciate their full potential. And finally, they are capable of turning their internal value into real life money. Basically, entrepreneurs believe in themselves. And sure, building self-confidence over time isn't always easy, but it can be a powerful motivator. And then there's potential wealth. Yes, there is financial risk in starting a business, but there is money in running a successful one. Entrepreneurial lore is full of rags to riches tales, where people pitch the next Snapchat and are launched into the business stratosphere. Like Oprah Winfrey has said, she spent her early childhood wearing overalls made of potato sacks, but she became North America's first black multi-billionaire and queen of the daytime talk show. Sure. This is the stuff of inspirational posters, and not everyone can make it this big. But entrepreneurship does create a culture of opportunity that might work for some non-traditional workers. Of course, every entrepreneur with a massive success 
has also had hundreds of failures. Yeah, I know, the dreaded F word. Lean Startup Methodology is basically the globally recognized guidebook for entrepreneurs created by Steve Blank and Eric Ries. And it says that stumbling is perfectly fine if we learn as we go. But to identify and learn from failures, every entrepreneur has to ask themselves, what does success look like to me? Is it earning 30,000 a year in your food truck and skiing every weekend? Is it selling your idea for a million dollars? Is it becoming the CEO of a mid-sized media production company and writing novels on the side? Thanks for hiring us, Hank. Also, where is the sequel and when can I star in the movie adaptation? Or is it owning six cats and producing your own films? Whatever success is, it's entirely up to you. Of course, no one wants to fail, but to Together, we'll learn how to redefine failure and pick up the pieces if it's truly unavoidable. It's not that successful entrepreneurs never faced failure, it's that they didn't quit. So the bottom line is, anyone can be an entrepreneur with a little grit, determination, and luck. And remember, you may have stopped believing in unicorns, but they've never stopped believing in you. Next time, we'll talk about that fundamental piece at the core of any entrepreneur, their ideas, where ideas come from, who to take them to, and how to turn them into feasible businesses. Thank you so much for watching Crash Course Business, and thank you to Thought Cafe for the beautiful graphics you just saw. If you wanna help keep Crash Course free for everybody forever, you can join our community on Patreon. And if you wanna learn more about labor markets, check out this Crash Course Economics video.